The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. It's time for On the Mat, your Hawkeye Wrestling Podcast here on Hawkeye's Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, at Hawkeye's Mike on Twitter, at Tyler Chumlin on Twitter. Hawkeyes, two weeks removed from the Big Ten Championships in Bloomington, Indiana. Iowa placing third at the Big Tens this year. Your top two teams at the Big Tens was Penn State with 130 points and Ohio State with 139.5 points. Ohio State, the Big Ten champ this year. Penn State, your reigning national champion from last season. Lots of good teams going to be at the tournament coming up this weekend at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. Your favorites going into the tournament, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa's right there as well. You've got some other terrific teams like Virginia Tech. Cornell's going to bring a good team. Lehigh's got some good wrestlers, as well as all the other Big Ten teams that are going to represent. Uh, Nebraska's got some really good kids. Uh, Illinois has some very good wrestlers, uh, maybe underrated in this tournament, probably not going to win, but they have some guys that can really make some noise, starting with Isaiah Martinez, who could very well repeat again as the uh, national champ. He was a Big Ten champ for the third time a couple weeks ago. Um, That was Isaiah Martinez from Illinois. A lot of very good wrestling coming up in St. Louis. Uh, Outside of even the 165 championship, as I mentioned, Martinez of Illinois. The Hawkeyes representing nine weight classes couldn't get heavyweight in. I think if Sam Stoll wouldn't have suffered that ACL injury earlier this season, he probably represents Iowa at heavyweight, but he could not get in. Stephen Holloway wrestled tough, couldn't quite get there, lost both matches at the Big Tens. He did not qualify, but Iowa qualifies at every other weight class. Let's start with arguably the best wrestler on this Hawkeye wrestling team, and that's at 125. He's a senior, Thomas Gilman, undefeated on the season. He's 27-0. He was the Big Ten champion for the first time in his career. He's ranked number one in the coaches' poll. He's got the number one RPI going into this thing. It is Gilman's time to shine. He needs to go through this bracket. He needs to be undefeated. He needs to win every match, finish the season as the NCAA champion. He's going to have Fleetwood of Central Michigan coming up in the first round. Fleetwood's 22-10 and 10 on the season. You look at the other uh, seeds in the in the bracket. Joey Dance from Virginia Tech. Gilman's gone back and forth with him a couple times. He's 25-1. and one. He's the number two seed. Number three seed, Nick Suriano from Penn State. In a turn of events on Wednesday afternoon, uh, Nick Suriano was announced that he is not going to be wrestling at the national tournament. He has that leg injury that has kept him out for the last couple weeks. Suffered that at the NWCA's uh, a, few, a few weeks ago. And unfortunately for uh, Penn State at 125, he's not going to be able to wrestle. He's the third seed, so they're not going to have a wrestler at that weight class, and that's one of them that they were really expecting for a guy to be right there at the very end, whether he's there to wrestle in that championship bout or there to be in the wrestlebacks to try and get third. That's going to have Penn State taking a really tough hit. We're one weight class in already, and we're already talking about one of those upper echelon, one of those top tier teams losing one of their best wrestlers, and Thomas Gilman was asked earlier this week about you know the guys in his bracket and everything else and who, who wants to be on his side, and I don't necessarily think that a lot of wrestlers look at that necessarily, but I think that a lot of wrestlers do know, you know, who's there and they know what guys are in the bracket. And Suriano not being in there kind of kind of leaves a little bit left um, here. I mean, you still have really really good wrestlers. You've got guys like Joey Dance. You've got guys like Lambert. Guys that have wrestled uh, Gilman tough. Lizak obviously um, was beating Gilman earlier before he got pinned. But this is this is a tough blow for Penn State. And I'm going to talk about the team race here coming up in a little while. Um, towards the end of the program and this is a big one this is going to be a very very tough loss for the Nittany Lions as they try to repeat uh, as national champions the uh, four seeds Darian Cruz from Lehigh 26 and 2 on the season is Cruz 
from Lehigh, um, and then all the way up and down. There's some very, very good wrestlers as you look at this bracket, but again, it is Thomas Gilman's bracket to lose. You look at even the sixth seed, that's Ethan Lezak of Minnesota. He had that big lead on Gilman here a few weeks ago in that dual meet, and then Gilman ended up pinning him. You've got Sean Russell of Edinburgh. He's number seven. You've got Lambert of Nebraska in there as well. So it's a good weight class this year, I think, but not quite the best weight class by any means. So I think it's Gilman's to win, but again, he's got a target on his back. If Thomas Gilman can get the NCAA gold coupled with the Big Ten championship, a lot of people are going to look at this and say, look, Thomas Gilman, he's one of the greatest Iowa wrestlers out there. Gilman doesn't look at it that way. Here's Thomas Gilman joining reporters in Iowa City earlier this week, talking about what it would mean to win the NCAA championship. This is a guy that's got a target on his back. What does it mean to win the NCAA championship? Maybe it doesn't quite mean as much to Thomas Gilman's legacy, to him that is, than you might think. Here's Gilman. It does. I mean, this it doesn't matter um, if I went out. or it, This is the beginning of the beginning for me. I got a long career ahead of me. World championships, Olympic championships, world team, Olympic teams, gold medals. This will be a good springboard. I mean, just because I win the Big Tens and then win the Nationals doesn't really mean that I'm a legend. Uh, I got two coaches that are world medal, world gold medals and, and Olympic champion and Olympic bronze medals. That, that's something of a legend. One-time national champ, something to roll your eyes at. So I got work to do. It, it matters. It matters for sure. Uh, but it doesn't matter in the sense that I'm going to win a national title and then I'll, I'm the greatest there. You know, I got a big... <laughs> My eyes are open. You know, just because I win a national title doesn't mean you know I'm the man. I'm the big man on campus. Uh, you know, every everything's important. Uh, every title, every championship, but also every match. So I go out there and, and put the emphasis on every match, and then yeah, it's important. But it's not important like you guys think. It's it's different. As I mentioned, the number one seed Thomas Gilman for the Hawkeyes will have Fleetwood of Central Michigan. He will have the winner of Grimaki and Kraser in that first round, and then it looks like uh, possibly another matchup with uh, Tim Lambert coming up later on that side of the bracket. Getting the one seed, he could very well avoid the three and the two seed until that championship bout. Nothing is taken for granted. Nothing is given. But again, Thomas Gilman, your one seed at 125. 133. The expectations for 133 are through the roof, especially with the way the Big Ten championships ended. Corey Clark lost to Nathan Tomasello in the championship match at 133. Tomasello getting a last-second escape point to defeat Clark. Clark goes into this tournament as kind of an unknown. He's a very good wrestler, obviously. We all know what Corey Clark brings to the table, but he's battled injury. When he has wrestled, he's looked cautious at times, really trying to get back, trying to rehab, and then other times he's looked great. He comes into this tournament with the four seed, second of the Big Tens, really trying to get back to the promised land. You remember he lost last year in the championship match at this weight class, so Clark's right there. You've got Tomasello. He's the number one seed going into this tournament. You've got Seth Gross from South Dakota State uh, coming in. He's the number two seed. Should be interesting to see where he ends up. The number three seed, Cade Brock from Oklahoma State. He beat Clark earlier this year. Could potentially see Cade Brock and Gross together in that semifinal as well as Tomasello and Clark in that semifinal. The five seed is Mishik from Michigan. The uh, number six seed going into this bracket is uh, Dom Forrest from Pittsburgh. Seven seed is Eric Montoya, which is very interesting because Montoya lost in that opening round at the Big Tens, but Montoya beat Clark here a few weeks ago. I think a lot of people are going to look at that as a possible upset with Montoya on that bottom side of the bracket. I would not be surprised if Montoya ends up in that quarterfinal against Gross, and I would not be surprised if Montoya beats Gross in that bracket. You've got some other good wrestlers. Um, Zane Richards from Illinois, he comes in with the sixth seed. Uh, Scotty Parker from Lehigh, he's the ninth seed. Pretty good weight class, I think, top to bottom, but I definitely think it's one weight class that I, a lot of Iowa fans are going to look at and say, this is Corey Clark's weight class. Corey Clark needs 
Tua needs to win this thing. Corey Clark, on the other hand, he knows what he has to do. He's been there before he's been to that championship bout. What does Corey Clark have to do to overcome placing second at the Big Tens and be at the top of the podium at the NCAAs in St. Louis at the end of this weekend? Here's Corey Clark earlier talking to reporters in Iowa City this week in the Dan Gable wrestling room. Clark knows what he has to do. All he has to do is take whatever errors he made and eliminate them. Here's the senior 133-pounder. Uh, I feel like I did pretty good. There's a few errors that showed, and for instance, me doing the legal kickback in my finals was kind of a stupid error that I haven't really been making. So, But it's kind of nice to get that out of the way so it doesn't happen later on. So it's not going to happen again. And maybe if it wouldn't have happened in that match, it would have happened at nationals or something. Who knows? So it's nice to kind of clear everything up and get, my, get to where no mistakes are being made. And if they are, then getting right back in it as quick as possible. As mentioned, Corey Clark, the four seed at 130. Number one seed Nathan Tomasello on the uh, same side of the bracket. They would potentially see each other in the semifinals, but a lot of work to be done between now and then. At 133, uh, Clark comes in with the uh, number four ranking, but uh, Corey Clark in the RPI does not qualify at 133. He did not wrestle enough matches this season uh, to qualify for the RPI, so Corey Clark not listed there, but he is comes in at the number four ranking. Number four seed going in to the NCAA championships. Moving on, 141. This is a way class going into the year a lot of Hawkeye fans were curious were wondersome one trying to figure out what's going on here it could have been one of a few guys it ended up being Topher Carton I think Hawkeye fans are glad that it's Topher Carton Topher Carton's wrestled very well down the stretch he's really proven what a senior leader can do he's really proven what a guy that uh, that really wants what he wants can do and I think Tom Brands has really kind of um kind of he's tipped his cap a little bit to Topher Carton over the last few weeks and a lot of that is about optimism. And here's Tom Brands talking about Topher Carton before we get into this bracket. The word he uses here is optimism. I think that's smart because I think Topher Carton is an optimist. I think Topher Carton can potentially do some good things in this bracket. I thought he was going to play place better at the Big Tens, but I still think Topher Carton has what it takes to do something here at the NCAAs. Here's Tom Brands on his senior 141-pounder. Yeah, Topher Carton wrestled his way into the tournament and good job. And I liked how he was talking when he walks walked off the mat. I like how he talks when he walks off the mat. Um, he is a very optimistic fellow, and that optimism can serve you well. Uh, when you know you just got to have a you got to have a little bit longer memory. He put himself in some hot water in two matches at the Big Tens. Um, just being in positions that don't favor him. And, you know, his best wrestling, everybody's best wrestling is when you put yourself in positions that favor you. And so we got to be really smart there. And I liked how he was talking when he walked off the mat. And I liked um, his demeanor. And I liked his approach uh, really since day one, except, you know, now he's in the lineup. He's been consistent. He's been a consistent performer and a consistent worker. And he's demonstrated that he can go with the best talent in the country. And now we got to prove that we can beat the best talent in the country. He can do it. Three weights, three seniors, 141. The championship matches at the tournament in St. Louis coming up this weekend, the NCAAs. It's a good weight class. The top of the weight class is loaded. I think you look at guys like Kevin Jack from NC State. He comes in with the two seed. Uh, Dean Heil from Oklahoma State. He comes in 27-0 on the season. He's the number one seed. Your three seed is Joey McKenna. Uh, 28-1. He's had a very, very good season. Uh, Matthew Klodziak, he's from uh, Princeton, 26-2. Another very, very good wrestler. But beyond that, I, I think that this weight class, I don't I don't want to come out and say that Topher Carton can 
can win <laughs> by any means. But I do think he can pull a couple upsets. I do think even if he gets knocked down into the wrestlebacks, I think he can possibly get up in there, try to play seventh place. Even getting, you know, in, in the top 12 or the top 13 would be a huge, huge deal for Topher Carton and a huge deal for the Iowa Hawkeyes. First round, he's going to have Joshua Heil from Campbell, who's 15 and 11 on the season. Carton should win that match. Then he moves into the first round. It's a pigtail match. Then he moves into the first round where he has George DiCamillo. DiCamillo from Virginia won two matches at this tournament last year. Very good wrestler. He is the sixth seed going into this thing. He's ranked number six. His RPI is right there as well. I think that if Topher Carton can get there, I'm not I'm not going to make predictions. I try not to make predictions. Wrestling's so hard. It's so hard to predict. You, you just never know. Number one guys typically win most of their matches, but every now and then something crazy happens, especially at the national tournament. But I think Topher Carton can get to that match. I think he can wrestle with DiCamillo. And then you move on to that next round. That next round could potentially pit Topher Carton with Randy Cruz from Lehigh, who's the 11 seed, or Cole Martin of Wisconsin. He knows Martin. So I think if Topher Carton can get one upset here, I think it's a very legitimate possibility for Topher Carton to get into that quarterfinal match. If he can get to that match, if we see Carton in the quarterfinals, that's a good improvement for Iowa. That is a huge, huge deal for the Hawkeyes. One 141-pounder, senior Topher Carton. He's got a first matchup against Heil uh, from Campbell, not from Oklahoma State. And then he will more than likely wrestle, um, if, he, if he wins that match, he'll wrestle George DeCamille from Virginia, the sixth seed, who's 20-4 and four on the season. If he can get there, there's a good chance that he could end up in a very, very good spot. Going forward into the 149 bracket, this is a disappointment for a lot of Iowa fans, I think. But what happened to the Big Tens is Sorensen didn't wrestle as well as he needed to. And so placing third, Sorensen comes into the Big Tens. He ends up with the five seed. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for Brandon Sorensen. Uh, the only issue for Sorensen in this bracket is the fact that he, as the five seed, ends up on the same side of the bracket as Zane Rutherford. And he would potentially wrestle Rutherford in the semifinal, as opposed to the final if he were the two seed or even the three seed but I don't think that that's a bad thing necessarily because you look at what Sorensen's been able to do 26 and 4 on the year he's going to wrestle uh, the kid from Appy State on the first round um, Zovitoski and then after that he would more than likely have Sam Speno from from NC State who he beat at the Midlands by major decision 10 to 2 so I think as a five seed I think he's I think it's good chance for him to get his ground underneath him and kind of build a foundation now more than likely after that if you go by seed he would have Micah Jordan who is the wrestler that beat him at the Big Tens in that semifinal. So you give Brandon Sorensen a chance to beat a, good, beat a good wrestler in the first round, beat a better wrestler in the second round, and then redeem yourself against the guy that ousted you from the Big Ten tournament in the semis. Then you look at the, or excuse me, in the quarters. Then you look at the semifinals. The semifinals would more than likely, I don't think anyone's going to beat Zane Rutherford, would more than likely be Rutherford. So Sorensen has a chance to really boast himself prop himself up, get ready for that quarterfinal with uh, Jordan, and then get ready for that semifinal with Rutherford. I think the bracket sets up well for Brandon Sorensen, other than the fact that Zane Rutherford, who to me is probably unstoppable, <laughs> maybe there's maybe a couple guys in this bracket that can beat him um, in the semifinal against Sorensen, and then the other guys that could you know knock him off. There's a few. I think Kalika from Oklahoma State's interesting. He's the two seed in this bracket. Uh, Le'Veon Mays from Mich- uh, Missouri is very good, 19 and two on the year. He could knock him off. Uh, and then your four seeds, Micah Jordan. Your five seeds, Sorensen, as I mentioned. Six seed is a Solomon Shishko from Virginia Tech, who uh, could be a wild card in this bracket, I think. Uh, Max Thompson from UNI. He comes up in the seven seed. And then the eight seed is Patricio Lugo from Edinburgh. Um, he's in 
the top side of the bracket as well. Right there was Sorensen. Uh, could be interesting if one of those guys ends up in that in that uh, quarterfinal with Rutherford. A guy like Justin Oliver, he's the nine seed. He could end up there as well. I, I look for a few upsets possibly happening in this bracket, but I think this one's one of the better ones. I think it should be interesting to see where those top seeds end up as we progress through. With it being a crazy bracket, I think you look at kind of the crazy, unusual year that Brandon Sorensen had, and, and Tom Brands knows this. He, rec- he recognized this earlier this week when he met with reporters in Iowa City, and here's Tom Brands on his junior 149-pounder. I think it's interesting how he finishes this thing up. He, he wants Brandon Sorensen to go. It's Brandon Sorensen's time. It's the NCAAs. It's time for him to go. Here's Tom Brands talking about Brandon Sorensen at 149. We need to turn it on. This has been an unusual year for him. This is his third year, and he hasn't had a year like this before. We're going in this tournament. We're the fifth seed, and we got to giddy up. Tom Brands on Brandon Sorensen in the 149 bracket. A lot of good wrestling coming up. Session one begins at 11 o'clock Central Time on ESPNU. If you want to watch this thing, it's on TV or somewhere televised all week long. Session two is on ESPN. Session three is on ESPNU. Session four is going to be on ESPN. Session five is on ESPNU. And then session six, the championship rounds are on ESPN. Live from the Scott Trade Center. 157, let's move on. Number two seeded Michael Kemmerer for the Hawkeyes, 27-2 and on the season. His two losses to number one Jason Nolf 22-0 the wrestler from Penn State the sophomore this is not your greatest bracket going through the entire all the weight classes here but there's some good wrestlers you look at Joey Lavallee from from Missouri Tyler Berger from Nebraska he's gone back and forth with a Kemmer Kemmer beating him a couple times this season Berger 32-4 and four. you look at the five seed Joseph Smith from Oklahoma State another good wrestler six seeds Clayton Ream from North Dakota State 24-4 and four. Uh, Dylan Palacio from uh, Cornell 8-1. He's a guy that could maybe make some noise, maybe upset some people, maybe uh, surprise some people going into this bracket. Then you get into, uh, after the 7 seed, it drops off a little bit. Jake Short from Minnesota is your 8 seed. Um, As you kind of get into some Colin Heffman of Central Michigan is your 10 seed. 9 seed is Joshua Shields from Arizona State. Uh, Good record, not terribly impressive as far as wins go, but again, he's a guy, these are guys that can definitely make some noise, definitely guys that can can factor into this. And, And I think that this is a bracket that's it's, it's two wrestlers and everybody else, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone upsets someone in the middle of this whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's not you know one versus four and three versus two in the semis. Michael Kemmer has got to go. This is an important weight class for Iowa. They need him wrestling in the championship round on Saturday, and they need him winning. Frankly, if you look at what transpired a couple weeks ago in the Big Tens, Iowa's got to get points where their where their top weight classes are, and their top weight classes are 125, 133, 15 really turned into one. 149 with Sorensen. They, they need to score points at these weight classes, and Kemmerer's got a good opportunity to do it. I think it's a good chance for him. He's got Jake Danishek from Indiana in the first round, and the winner of that's going to wrestle Coggin from Wyoming or Delande from Edinburgh. And then again, if he can end up getting to that quarterfinal, he's looking at you know a potential matchup with Clayton Ream of North Dakota State or Palacio from Cornell. But again, if he can get to that semifinal, it'll be against Berger from Nebraska, who he's beat twice, but they've been close matches both times. I think that it'd be interesting to see Kemmerer Wrestleberger again, especially in the semifinal. But again, it's probably Nolf's weight class. But and, and that was evidenced by the way 
that he beat Kemmerer in the dual meet as well as in the Big Ten Championship. Same score, eight to two. Both times they wrestled, but I think it's a good opportunity for Kemmerer to show up, say, "Look, this is this is what I'm this is what I'm all about. I, I am a, I'm the classless weight class, and if he can get a win over Nolf and be champion at 157, that would be absolutely huge for the Hawkeyes. We're gonna go ahead and take a real quick break. This is on the mat here on Hawkeyes Mike. Follow us on Twitter at Hawkeyes Mike. I'm Tyler Chumlin, your host at Tyler Chumlin. The NCAA Wrestling Division One Championships coming up at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis Thursday, March 16th through Saturday, March 18th. Session one, three, and five on ESPNU. Session two, four, and six on ESPN. Iowa hasn't won one of these things in a few years. It's been since 2010 since the last time they won an NCAA champion, and no current Iowa wrestler right now has won a national championship. It's going to be interesting coming up this weekend. We're going to take a real quick break. When we get back, we're going to break down the final weight, final five weight classes, get into the team scoring, figure out who's going to win this thing. I'll give you my predictions. I don't like to do it, but I'm going to do it going into the NCAAs. I'll give you my predictions. Come on back for more. This is On the Mat. This is Hawkeyes Mike. Hawkeyes Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years. Are you or your local Iowa company looking for a new roof or sheet metal work? TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal specializes in low-slope commercial and industrial roofing and sheet metal. Building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years, TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, located in Ely, Iowa, just south of Cedar Rapids, provides strong, expert customer service and the best quality fit for you, their customer. For a free estimate, give TNK a call at 319-848-4191 or toll-free at 1-800-383-7663. You can also visit their brand new website at tkroofing.com. TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, your home for all your low slope roofing systems. Give them a call today. Again, 319 848 4191 or toll free at 1 800 383 7663. Welcome back to On The Mat here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, at Tyler Chumlin, at Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter, breaking down the NCAA Division I championships coming up this weekend in St. Louis, Missouri, at the Scott Trade Center. Session 1 begins at 11 a.m. Central Time from St. Louis. You can catch Session 1 on ESPNU, Session 2 on ESPN, Session 4 on ESPN, and Session 6 on ESPN. Don't worry, Session 3 and 5 will be televised on ESPNU as well. Broke down the first five weight classes. Let's get into the next five. 165. Reigning champ, three-time Big Chen champ, Isaiah Martinez is your number one seed. Number two seed, Logan Massa, the freshman from Michigan, 27-2 and two on the season. Massa is your two seed. Your three seed, Vincenzo Joseph from Penn State, 17-4 and four on the season. Your four seed, Isaac Jordan from Wisconsin, 24-4. and four. Five seed, Chad Walsh from Ryder. He comes in at 29-2. and two. Six seed, Daniel Lewis from Missouri. Seven seed, Anthony Valencia from Arizona State. Your eight seed Dylan Cottrell from West Virginia the nine seed in this bracket another good wrestler Chandler Rogers from Oklahoma State ten seeds to Sean Campbell from Pittsburgh he's 20 and two as well where does Iowa fall into all this Joey Gunther 18 and eight he will have a first round match against Brandon Womack Womack of Cornell who's 38 on the season the 13 seed Gunther receiving an at-large bid NWCA's NWCA's a couple weeks ago Austin Matthews from Edinburgh beat Gunther 
they could potentially match up if Gunther can get a couple big upsets in his first two matches. His second matchup would be against Isaac Jordan from Wisconsin, who if you remember back to the dual meet uh, a few weeks ago, he took Jordan into sudden victory. Jordan won that match. I won't put the cart before the horse though. Gunther's got a lot of work to do. This is a weight class Iowa needs to get an upset in the first round. He needs to beat Womack and he probably needs to beat whoever he, whoever he wrestles in that second round, whether it's Isaac Jordan um, or Lorenzo De La Riva. Um, I, I doubt that's the case. I bet it'll be Jordan. Gunther's got to do something. And if he can't beat Jordan, once he drops down to wrestlebacks, he's going to have to do something there. Iowa needs to get points at 165 and I can't be more blunt about that. I really cannot be. Gunther's only a freshman, I understand. But if Iowa wants a chance to win this tournament in the now to try and do it for those seniors, I talk a lot about the seniors in this class. You talk about Gilman, Clark, Topher Carton, Sammy Brooks, Alex Meyer, all, all those guys. If they want to win this tournament, they're going to have to get some points from Joey Gunther. It's very important at 165. Gunther has a first round matchup with Womack of Cornell, who's 30 and 8 on the season. He is the 13 seed going into this tournament. Speaking of one of those seniors, 174, Alex Meyer, 24 and 7 on the season. He is the 11 seed. This is a tough bracket, to say the least. I think it's very, very, very good all the way through. You look at the number one seed, Zahid Valencia from Arizona State, undefeated on the year. Number two seed, uh, Brian Robuto from Cornell, 23-1. and one. Your three seeds, Bo Jordan. Your four seeds, Zach Epperly from Virginia Tech. Very good wrestlers. Five seed, Mark Hall from Penn State. He's had a very good season as well. Drop down, look at your six seed, uh, Ryan Priest from Lehigh. We'll talk about him coming up in a minute. Kyle Crutchmer from Oklahoma State is your seven seed. Your eight seed, Ethan Ramos from UNC, a 19-6 and six on the season is Ramos. Meyer's first round matchup is with Dewey from Boise State, 24 and 13. Should win that match. Then his second match is against either Jordan Pagano of Rutgers or, or Ryan Preach from Lehigh. Now, if you look back to what Preach has done, he beat Epperly at their duel a few weeks ago. <laughs> so this is a tough this is a tough matchup for Meyer, but I think it's it's a good one for him ultimately because if he's if he ends up winning that matchup, then he could be potentially uh, pitted up against Leland uh, Witters. Witherspoon of Iowa State, or he could be there with Bo Jordan, who beat Meyer 3-2 to two earlier. So, th- this is going to be kind of the same old song and dance for Alex Meyer, and, and I'm going to have to do it because it's the last time we can really do it with him. When is he going to prove how good he can actually be? The coaches have talked about it for three years, and Alex Meyer was an All-American last year. Don't get me wrong. He wrestled very well last year in the National Tournament. Alex Meyer has to show up, and he has to wrestle very well in this tournament. He needs to do something big. I mentioned a lot about Joey Gunther and what he needs to do to, for the team score to turn out the way Iowa wants it to and the bottom line is he needs to Gunther has to do what Meyer has to do and that is that's win matches that's progress through the championship rounds and if they get knocked down into the wrestlebacks and the constellations Alex Meyer's got a place and he's got to probably place top seven I would say he probably needs to place top five if Iowa wants to win the national tournament Alex Meyer another senior good opportunity for the Hawkeyes good opportunity for him to wrestle well to really solidify his spot in the history of Iowa. If they can get a national tournament championship this year, Alex Meyer is going to be a big part of that. 184. This is the toughest weight class, I think, of all of them, um, top to bottom, mainly because you look at the Big Ten champ, Sammy Brooks is the three seed for Iowa, who's 24-2 and two on the season. One of those losses is a crazy, weird loss with, to Bo Nickel, who's the two seed from Penn State. Brooks got put in the splaydle, couldn't get out of it. That was one of his losses. As I mentioned, Nickel from Penn State's a two seed. Gabe Dean from Cornell, who's the defending champ, 30-0 on the year. He is the number one seed. Then you get into, I mean, this weight class is stacked. It's absolutely amazing. Nolan Boyd from Oklahoma State's the four seed. Then you get to your five seed, who is Zavatsky from Virginia Tech. 
Then you get in your sixth seed, Miles Martin from Ohio State. Then you get into seventh seed, TJ Dudley. A lot of these guys have won a lot of matches up and down. You got national champions here all over the place. You got a lot of very good wrestlers. Jump back up to the eighth seed from Old Dominion, Deshaw. Um, Jack Deshaw is the eighth seed. Dropping back down, you're looking at the, who the ninth seed is. That's Nathan Jackson from Indiana. Another very, very tough opponent. Very good wrestler. You could see anybody. I, even, even Machiavello from NC State, who's the 10 seed. You could see any of these guys in that championship round. I really truly believe that Brooks has got a lot of work ahead of him. He gets Gravina from Rutgers in the first round. Then he's going to have to wrestle more than likely Dakota Greer, Dakota Greer from Edinburgh, who was beat by Brooks 14 to 4 in the dual meet. And then you get into that corner, and then you're looking at a potential matchup with a guy like uh, like a Miles Martin. And then because he's the three seed, he'd have Bo Nickel essentially in the semifinal, and the championship round would be against Gabe Dean, who I think is probably the probably the favorite by by a lot in this matchup. But I'd be very interested to see what would happen if Sammy Brooks or Bo Nickel, or even a Miles Martin or a TJ. I mean, this weight class is absolutely stacked. But again, Sammy Brooks is a senior. He needs to have success at this tournament. He needs to do well um, in the championship round. And, and I think the expectation for Iowa fans, and, and it should be, is Sammy Brooks should be wrestling on Saturday for the 184-pound championship. And I, it doesn't matter who, he, who he's wrestling. Brooks showed up last year at the Big Tens, was ousted in the corner finals at the NCAA Blaze. He needs to get past that this year. And I know I'm, I'm kind of harping on that a little bit, but if Iowa wants to win their first NCAA championship in a long time they need to have their best wrestlers wrestle well and they need to have their middle to lower guys wrestle well too and brooks is one of those one of those upper guys he, he's a guy that needs to really cement his legacy as a hawkeye and, and i think a national championship would be would do wonders for what sammy brooks's legacy actually is as an iowa hawkeye moving on from 184 to 197 cash wilkie got in he was an at-large bid it's great to see wilkie the freshman get in at 197 we're really really concerned about Wilkie getting in when we left the Big Ten Championships here a couple weeks ago. He gets in. He doesn't have a pigtail match, though. He's going to have his first match against Tom Slay, a Bucknell. Uh, Buck, Bucknell's wrestler, he's a 13 seed going into this thing. You go look through the through the seedings. Jaden Cox from Missouri, no surprise there. He's the one seed. Uh, Brett Farr from Minnesota, he's the two seed, 27-2 and two on the season. Colin Moore, uh, the terrific freshman, named freshman wrestler of the tournament at the Big Tens from Ohio State, he's the three seed. Uh, Jared Hout from Virginia Tech, he's the four seed. Five seed is Matt McCutcheon from Penn State. Your six seed is Preston Weigel from Oklahoma State who's had a pretty good season as well. Uh, getting into your seventh seed is Aaron Studebaker from Nebraska. Studebaker schooled Wilkie a few weeks ago. Eight seed's Ryan Wolf. Nine seed is uh, Nate Roford from South Dakota State. So a lot of good wrestlers here. A lot of good opportunities for Cash Wilkie, I think. And like I said, he's got that first round matchup against Tom Slay. If he can somehow figure out a way to upset Slay, get into that quarterfinal, he more than likely had Hout from Virginia Tech, the four seed. A loss there wouldn't be killer, obviously. A loss in the first round wouldn't be killer to Cash Wilkie. Would he like to win? Absolutely. But can he get down in the wrestlebacks and do something with his opportunity? And and that's what this is. This is an opportunity. How Cash Wilkie handles the opportunity of getting an at-large bid, although he didn't qualify automatically at the Big Tens, how he handles it is very important. I'm a broken record, and I know it. Cash Wilkie has got to do something at this weight class. He's got to win a match or two. He, he absolutely has to. He's got to get Iowa some points. He can't go two and done. Would it be surprising if he went two and done? No, not really. It's a good opportunity. It's a good 
experience for him anyway. But that's not how Iowa Wrestling's built. That's not what Iowa Wrestling hangs its hat on. Iowa Wrestling is uh, exceed your expectations and set those expectations as high as you possibly can. Cash Wilkie needs to do something with his opportunity at the national tournament. Again, the NCAA is coming up this weekend. Scott Trade Center starting Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. Through Saturday, you can catch all the action on ESPN or ESPN2, starting with Session 1 on ESPNU. Championship rounds, uh, Session 6 will be on ESPN coming up on Saturday. Iowa not represented in the 285 championship bracket this year. I think Sam Stoll would have been there. Stephen Holloway steps in for him after he's injured, so he's not going to be in the in the field. But this is going to be a fun bracket to watch, folks. Iowa couldn't get in, but man, there's a lot of good wrestlers. I think a lot of Hawkeye fans are going to watch this one pretty intently. There's some really good Big Ten wrestlers in this one, including Kyle Snyder, world champ from Ohio State. 12-0 on the year, but obviously Snyder is your favorite going into this bracket. A defending champ last year. Two seeds, Connor Medbury from Wisconsin. He's 25-1. and His only loss to Kyle Snyder. Three seed, Ty Waltz from Virginia Tech. You Listen to Virginia Tech. They've got a lot of really, really good upper weights. Ty Waltz is one of them. Uh, Jacob Casper from Duke. He's the four seed. Five seed is Nick Nevels from Penn State. 20-3 and three on the season. His only loss is to very good wrestlers. Six seeds, Austin Schaefer from Oklahoma State. Seven seeds, Tanner Hall from Arizona State. The eight seeds, a good wrestler, Michael Krails from Minnesota. We know him very well. A lot of Hawkeye fans know Michael Krails. A nine seed uh, from Appalachian State, Denzel DeJornet. He's a good wrestler as well. Uh, Nathan Butler from Stanford's in there. You've got even guys that are that are seated quite a bit lower. Um, William Miller from Edinburgh is a good wrestler. Uh, Ryan Solomon from Pittsburgh's very good. I think a lot of these guys could you could see him get you could see some upsets happening. Heavyweight's always fun to watch. Should be interesting to see where things land. Iowa not represented in heavyweight, but again, how often do you get a chance to watch a world class wrestler and a guy like Snyder? Again, that's right there with him in Medbury. Um, it should be a fun weight class to watch. The overall tournament. Take a deep breath here because Iowa has an uphill uphill battle. They have they have a hill to climb. And it's not not an anthill. It's kind of a mountain, I think. But the good news is I think they're well equipped to do so. You've got Penn State, you've got Ohio State, you've got Oklahoma State, you've got Virginia Tech, and you've got Cornell. And, and others. I mean, Nebraska's right there. Um, you're going to see, like I said earlier, Illinois is going to have some wrestlers that are going to compete. Um, Edinburgh will be up there. Lehigh will be up there. You know, there's there's some really good wrestling out there. But I think your, your main teams are Penn State, Ohio State, and Oklahoma State. Iowa's got to, they, they have to place at every weight class if they can. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the bottom line. Is it realistic? Probably not. Do they need to have a 125-pound champ? Yeah. Do they need to have a 133-pound champ? Yes. Do they need to have a 149-pound champ? Yeah, probably. 57 yeah probably um well i mean if they if they get all four champs of those four weight classes they should win this thing <laughs> let's be honest 184 sammy brooks they need to have champions they need to have multiple champions and they need to have multiple guys wrestling in that final match i think gilman clark Sorensen, provided he can beat rutherford in the semis kemmerer and brooks all need to be wrestling in that final match or wrestling for third now that's a disappointment for a guy like gilman or a guy like clark maybe but wrestling for third would not be the worst thing if Iowa can score points at some of those other weight classes. Gunther, Wilkie, those guys that maybe don't have the expectations, if they can get a couple upsets here and there and they can make some noise and try to get on the podium or even get close, I think that's a win for Iowa. The only guy that I haven't really mentioned so far, is, or the other two, only two guys are two seniors, Alex Meyer and Topher Carton. What's Meyer going to do with his, what's what's he going to do with his legacy? He's wrestled at Iowa for a long time. We've been waiting for Alex Meyer to show up. He finally did last year. He was an All-American. Is he going to do it again this year? Topher Carton, you're a senior. You're never putting that Iowa single on 
ever again. You can go do the Hawkeye Wrestling Club thing after the fact if you want. You can go do that. You know, I think I don't think Topher Carton's peaked at where his talent will bring him, but this is the last time. Last time you're putting a Hawkeye Wrestling singlet on. What can you do to make an impact at the national tournament? A lot of wrestling to be done. I, I said I was going to do predictions, and I suppose I'll do predictions. I'll go through them real quick. 125, I think Gilman gets it done. Um, I really do think that Gilman is the guy to beat in that weight class. 133, I think Clark's going to get there, but I think it's going to be Cade Brock. I think Cade Brock is going to win that win that, win that weight class. I've been beyond impressed with what Cade Brock has been able to do as a freshman. I'd love to see him wrestle gross um, in the semifinal, and I'd love to see Clark get another shot at him in the championship. But again, this is going to be a tough weight class. Corey Clark's expectation should be to be right there at the end. But I'm going to pick Cade Brock to win that weight class. I'm going to pick Dean Heil to win a 141. I think he's going to end up wrestling. I think it'll probably be Kevin Jack in that bracket, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's Joey McKenna. But I think I think Heil wins that weight class. 149. I'm picking Rutherford only for the simple fact that I think Rutherford is, is far and away the best wrestler at this weight class. Would it be surprising to me if Sorensen beat him and got there? No. Would it be surprising to me if Kala could beat him in the championship? No. But I think I think it's tough to pick against Rutherford. 157. Jason Nolf. That's where it starts and ends for me right now. Uh, Michael Kemmer has to do more. He's got to show me that he can beat Nolf or that he can wrestle with Nolf um, to a closer score. He's got to catch Nolf somewhere, uh, do something big at that weight class. 165. I think Isaiah Martinez has to be your favorite, but I like Logan Massa. I really do. I think Massa can be right there. I'd love to see Massa get another shot at Martinez um, after Martinez beat him at the Big Tens. Uh, 174, kind of an unknown going into this year. Uh, Zahid Valencia at Arizona State. Could be interesting to see where he ends up, but I think this weight class could very well be Zach Epperly. I, I really do. I think Epperly, um, he had that loss earlier in the season uh, to Praish of Lehigh. I think Epperly could be your guy at the end. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick a little upset. I'll pick number four, uh, the four seed Zach Epperly to win at 174. 184, I'm picking Brooks. I think Sammy Brooks, I, th- I think he, he's got to do it. And I, th- I think he's going to be right there. I think Sammy Brooks has shown the ability to evolve over time and adapt. And I really, really like Brooks' chances at 184. 197, I think Jaden Cox is your guy. I really do. I think it's probably going to be Cox and uh, Cox and Colin Moore um, in the championship. I don't know if Moore um, can overcome far at the bottom side of the bracket, but I, I like Moore a lot. I think Moore's got a really, really bright future in wrestling in college, especially. And I, th- I think Jaden Cox beats Moore at 197. And then you got to pick Kyle Snyder at heavyweight. I think Snyder's the best best wrestler at heavyweight. I think Kyle Snyder ends up winning that weight class. Team score as far as the team race goes. At first blush. I would have picked Penn State. I really think that they've got the team to do it. I think you look at guys like Jason Nolf and Bo Nickel, Nick Suriano, who's not going to wrestle, guys that have a chance to possibly win their bracket. And then you look at that, that uh, middle tier, I want to say, but even you know even guys like Vincenzo Joseph and Nick Nevels, you could throw them into that upper tier. Guys that can really make some noise. Matt McCutcheon's another one. But Suriano's out. They're not going to score points at a couple weight classes. And 125 is one that they were banking on. 125 is one that they need to score points. They didn't need Suriano at the Big Tens, but I do truly believe that Penn State needed those points at 125 in order to win a national championship, and I don't know who that opens the door for. It could very well open up the door for the Hawkeyes. It could open the door for Ohio State or Oklahoma State or even Nebraska if they show up really well in this tournament. So my prediction is going to be this. I think Oklahoma State's right there. I think Iowa's right there, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think their upper weight classes are so tough. I think you look at guys like Kyle Snyder. I think you look at guys... 
um, in the lower weight classes like Tomasello, up and down. You look at uh, guys like Jordan and guys like um, like Martin, guys that have shown that they can be successful at this level and in this tournament. And I think right now Ohio State's got to be your favorite going into this thing. And I, I don't know. I think it's up in the air. I think Suriano being out for Penn State really makes it more up in the air, makes it more open. I really think that Iowa's got a good chance now uh, to be right there at the end. As I said, I truly believe that I would have picked Penn State to win this thing if not for Suriano being out. But as it was announced on Wednesday evening, Nick Suriano, the 125-pound freshman for the uh, Nittany Lions of Penn State, will not wrestle due to injury. I'm going to pick Ohio State. I think Iowa and Oklahoma State finish in second place, right next to each other, second and third. I think Penn State probably finishes right behind them at fourth, only because I really think that that's going to hurt them at 125. I think they're going to have champions. I think guys like McCutcheon and Vincenzo Joseph and Nevels, guys that I've mentioned, can really be good. I think you've got guys like Nolf and Nickel and Rutherford that are going to be, you're going to find champions in those in those brackets, but I just don't know if they're going to have enough, and I really, really think that losing Suriano is going to be a big hit for the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Give me Ohio State in the team race. That's going to do it. That's all I've got. This has been On The Mat. I really appreciate you listening. really appreciate you joining us. Following us on Twitter at HawkeyesMike, at Tyler Chumman. I'll be running Twitter all week. Looking forward to following along with the wrestling tournament as well as March Madness. It's a great time of year. You get March Madness wrestling-wise as well as basketball. Baseball season's right around the corner. Uh, The Hawkeye baseball team getting underway a couple weeks ago. The Iowa basketball team in the NIT. It's a lot of fun. It's a very, very good time of year. So really looking forward to it. Again, the NCAA Division I National Tournament coming up this weekend at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis. Session 1, Thursday the 16th. Session 6 on ESPN, televised Saturday, March 18th. You can catch sessions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, all televised on ESPN or ESPNU. Check it out. As I mentioned, this has been On the Mat. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Tyler Chumlin. This is Hawkeye's Mike. And broadcast school has really paid off. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer protects your hands all day. Stays on. Up to 10 washings. Moisturizes. Alcohol-free. And safe for the kids. So go ahead. Touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins. Keep your hands germ-free all day. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.